Welcome to Scandal Water, where the tea is hot and the conversation lively. Your hosts, Candy and Ashley, will discuss a peculiar story somehow related to the entertainment industry. This podcast might not change the world, but it just might satisfy your thirst for an intriguing tale. Oh, it's that time of day. Tune in and hear what the ladies say. It's time to bend your ear when the silver screen appears. Stories about the stage and screen and everything in between. So come on and join the fun. The curtain opens in three, two, one. Stories and scandal water. It's where you need to be. Stories and scandal water. Let's pour you a cup of tea. Hello, Ashley. Hello, Candy. Happy British National Tea Day, Ashley. Cheers. I am very (laughs) excited about today. (laughs) I am too. Hey guys, if you're like Ashley and myself, we actually just recently learned that there is a holiday on April 21st. Today, the day that this will come out, they celebrate every year British National Tea Day in the United Kingdom. And this is a big deal. It's been going on since the middle of the 19th century. And obviously it's because they have such a love for tea. In fact, we found a few statistics. They consume more than 60 billion cups a year of tea in Great Britain, which is more than 165 million cups a day. That's a lot of tea. That's a lot of tea. (laughs) So obviously we have a connection to tea. In -hmm. fact, with our scandal water being, you know, such a big deal over here, we decided we wanted to celebrate big. So Ashley's going to tell you about something exciting that's coming up here in just a minute. But first I wanted to share with you our April giveaway. If you would like to have a chance to win your very own scandal water t-shirt this month, all you have to do is post a picture of yourself on Facebook, holding a cup of tea with the caption, hashtag scandal water podcast. It can be on your personal Facebook page. It can be on the Scandalwater Facebook page. It doesn't matter. As long as there is a picture of you holding your cup of tea with that caption, hashtag Scandalwater podcast, you will be entered to win. And the winner will be announced on April 30th. So Ashley, why don't you tell them what's coming up? So one day I was doing a search for other podcasts that feature tea because I really like tea and I wanted to learn more about it. And I came across this podcast called Pod of Tea. It's hosted by Emma and occasionally her husband, Jack, makes an appearance as a guest. So after listening to several of their episodes, I I said to Candy, we have got to have them on our podcast. And a friend of mine, DK, he had mentioned to me that we should do an episode about tea or people that like tea or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I thought what better thing to do than to actually interview some real, (laughs) for lack of a better word, some real British people and (laughs) see what their relationship with tea really is. Because, you know, we have in our head what the British residents Mm -hmm. and tea is, but what is it really like? They were so gracious to agree to come on our show. And we decided that our format was going to be more like their format. So I'm excited for Candy and I to have the opportunity to just kind of have a, unplanned conversation, just very loose questions and just sort of get to know each other and drink our tea and, and mm-hmm. have a good day together on British National Tea Day. Can't think of a better way to celebrate. Mm-mm, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. I would love to know how your podcast came to be. I saw that it started back in 2018. So you've been at this a while. Could you just kind of share with us how it started? Yeah, we went on honeymoon to Japan. And when we were out there, I was drinking a lot of green tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tried a blooming tea, didn't we? That was mm-hmm. that really sort of sparked the imagination. So it was a, a tea and above there was projections that made flowers appear oh. in the cup. And no matter mm-hmm. where you put the cup down on the table, another flower flower would come to be and I just thought wow that's really interesting. I just want to give some context there because it was at a part of a light show and art. It's museum. like a light museum. Yeah like a light museum it was really strange so yeah you put the cup down on the table and this flower would just bloom in your cup. It was magical so and then I think because we were on holiday you get a lot yeah. of time to sort of relax and think and that's usually when a load of creative ideas start to appear and I think it was in the airport on the way home that you came up with the name Pod of Tea. That is so Which adorable. we thought was that's brilliant. <laughs> It is brilliant. It is brilliant. And you know, I didn't understand how brilliant it was until I heard you say it. So I was like, pot of tea. And then you said, pot of tea. I was like, oh, 
that's a genius name I love it yeah so and then I think we were in the airport and I was just like oh I'll make a gmail account and it just sort of snowballed from there but I just I've always really liked tea well as an adult and then I realized most of my like the best conversations I have tend to be over a cup of tea so that's how it started so I thought oh I'll just for a bit of fun have cups of tea with like either myself or yeah. <laughs> whoever could rope in to, to get on and then I just went down the rabbit hole and mm. there is so much to learn about tea I had no idea and I'm still learning absolutely loads (laughs) and that's one of the things I really enjoy about your podcast because I've started to really delve into them is learning all of this really interesting stuff because I have I've loved tea my whole life I'm a an anglophile I love all things British and English (laughs) I love Agatha Christie I love London that whole thing I'm a southern girl that got I don't know some kind of British DNA in me but learning all of this stuff is so cool to me and learning. Mm-hmm. I just never thought about it. I just enjoy the flavor. You know, it never oh. dawned on me the actual history of tea itself. So that's been really cool to learn from your, from your show. Oh, that's great. That's great to hear. Yeah. I, I, um, as it went on, I started putting more and trying to find out more and more information to put in the episodes. Cause, mm-hmm. and then I've had some guests on who have sort of taught me things that have just been you know, amazing, amazing to hear about. Now, cool. Did you guys always interact together or when did you just start doing it kind of as a, as a couple? As a couple. <laughs> I usually come on when there's no guests. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, like, do you want to come on? You don't have to come on. And I'm like, yeah, I'll come on. I still put you like, whenever we, whenever I write the credits, I still put like hosted by Emma and then I don't featuring ever want to be an official host. Jack. I think it's funny that I'm always a you guest. Always just, even yeah. I'm, like, a, I think it's cute. I like it. Which speaking of, are you guys drinking any tea tonight? Yes. What I'll are bring, you drinking? I'll bring mine around. I've got a, a Darjeeling, which I wouldn't normally oh. have something that's caffeinated at this mm-hmm. time at night, but I need it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I need that caffeine. So yeah, I've got a little Darjeeling. And, and I'm on the Earl Grey. Earl Grey. What does your cup look like? Oh, it's like a, a blue. Oh, it's pretty. Terracotta. Like Terracotta. Yeah. yeah. And I'm representing Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> <Very nice. laughs> because... Well, nice. I have my Anglophile English breakfast tea from Twinning. Yes. And my cup says, let the adventures begin. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. It's a big <laughs> cup. It holds like 16 ounces of water. So it's a full bottle of water and tea. And Very I nice. wanted to ask you about this because I, a oh, oh, candy, I'll let you tell yours in just a second. I leave my tea bag in here the whole time, which I think I have been doing wrong because sometimes you'll talk about, you need to take the tea bag out. I'm like, oh, okay. But I like a really strong tea. So let candy share this... what she's drinking. And then you guys tell me if I'm doing, I've been doing this wrong my whole life. I'm trying something new. It's mm-hmm. a coconut oolong tea that my kiddo bought for me in Williamsburg. So. Oh, what's your mouth? Oh, pretty. Sounds lovely. Yeah. Very pretty yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, I like an oolong. Yeah, you get too. a lot of very nice flavored oolongs as well. I haven't tried a coconut one before, but I'm I'm imagining it, and it's <laughs> delightful. It's very tropical. So mm. what about my brewing technique yeah. is wrong? What do I need well, to do? <laughs> so with a black tea, uh-huh. if you leave, if you overbrew it, it releases tannins yes. and it can make it go a bit bitter. Yes. But if you like a strong tea and you I like do. a really robust tea, you know, if you're enjoying the flavor, it doesn't matter what anyone else <laughs> does. Some people sort of, I, I remember making a tea for a family member and they like sort of the tea bag to look at the water and then run away. So <laughs> you've got all <laughs> you sorts of it in and take it out. Yeah, and done. And no more. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, do you have milk in your tea or do you have a I black? Am, Ooh, no, yeah, I actually cool. <laughs> have a dairy allergy and I have mm-hmm. an orange allergy. So it's, I have to check the ingredients of tea to make sure it's not some like bergamot oil. I did not realize was like an orange type of oil, but I'm very allergic to both dairy and oranges. Yeah. So this is just a straight up black, nothing's in it. No sugar, nothing. I'm like- Just a plain <clears throat> breakfast tea. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have milk in my Darjeeling, but I, I'm not quite as hardcore as you here. So <laughs> Darjeeling is quite a light tea. So okay. that's why I like it without the milk, but a breakfast tea that's, but we're like the UK is a bit odd with our obsession with putting milk in tea, like most- <laughs> I bet it would be then. really good. I bet it would be yeah. very good. It's nice, but I've it just smooths I've, it out, doesn't it? it makes you, it taste like yeah. the feel of the tea tastes different. Yeah. Mm. And again, if you've got a lot of tannin in the tea, it kind of calms it down a little bit. I've wrote so if you can't have bergamot oil, you wouldn't be able to try an old grey, which is just 
That is I a have great tried I'm trying it for you. Yes. <laughs> I did. I have had it before. And I remember getting kind of sick afterwards. And I was like, why am I getting sick? And I finally looked up what was in bergamot oil. And I thought I can never drink Earl Grey again. I'm very sad, but it was good. Is there not a version of it with that out of it? We're going to have to find yeah, one. Yeah, there might be. I'm going to go on a hunt to find okay. you an Earl Grey. That you I wonder drink. if Lady Earl Grey has it. That's really citrusy. Yeah. Lady Earl Grey. So it's probably okay. got extra. Yeah. Okay. okay. My Aside from the milk thing, though, my nan would approve because she always leaves the tea bag in she does from start to finish and just before, when you asked what teas are you having I took the tea bag out of mine because yeah. I've left it in because I love a strong tea yeah I do. but I I most of the time I will leave the tea bag in if I'm having a decaf English breakfast mm. if I'm okay. having that then I'll okay. leave it in because decaf ones tend to be a bit naff in taste so I leave it in there and then it tastes like a normal tea mm. so. gotcha so okay. since we're talking about tea and advice, I'm going to confess that I am new to tea. I am yes. a diet Coke addict that's trying to be healthier. So okay. I've picked up tea more recently. So what, what would be some advice like for somebody who's not the huge tea drinker and likes sweet stuff? Like what should, like, what are some tips? Okay. You like sweet stuff. Have you, have you tried your teas with like, do you like honey? I've tried a little bit of honey and I've tried a little bit of salted caramel syrup and that's about as oh. far as I've gone. You might like, I've never seen it here in the UK, but when I was in Canada, I had a London fog and they made an Earl Grey and then they put in hot foamy milk and then vanilla syrup Mm. oh that sounds amazing really good yes really good and if if you've got a sweet tooth a sweet chai tea so if you were to go to like a like a Starbucks or something like that they Mm -hmm. will do a chai tea but it'll be super sweet and it'll be really so that might be a nice sort of gateway tea (laughs) (laughs) for you yeah perfect I I mean if yeah if you like Diet Coke because that's got caffeine and hasn't it so it gives you that little lift I I would try and find a black tea that you like so you still get that little buzz from it as well because the temptation can sometimes to be to go for like the fruity teas I'm not the biggest fan of just plain fruit like berry Mm -hmm. teas a lot of the Mm -hmm. time I think they can be a bit disappointing (laughs) Mm because they smell really great and then they They don't often live up to the taste (laughs) yeah try a nice sweet chai tea that would that that would be where I'd go (laughs) chai tea latte they come as in the That's my shops. recommendation too. Yeah. <laughs> I know all that information. <laughs> you know it secondhand. You've learned it. I think okay, with so- the health thing, pe- yeah. people often tote like when they say, oh, you're going to be healthy with tea, they tell you to have a green tea. Yeah, um, but that. green tea can be very easy to brew wrong. And if you cross it over into, into brewing it, it tastes awful. Like it's mm-hmm. one of the teas. If you like have just boiled the kettle and it's mm-hmm. like a hundred, de- I don't know what it is in America. A hundred degrees is what we would say. Celsius. Celsius. But- it will do um, 12 yeah two okay, 12 yeah yeah in fairness is that too bad just it will make it really bitter really and then mm. if you if you overbrew it by even a minute it will go bitter Ooh. so most people say oh I don't like green tea oh. and it's because it's perpetually overbrewed which I do and have done a million times okay. um but that's always the healthy tea everyone goes drink green tea and then everyone goes off tea because they're drinking horrible bitter <laughs> leaves that makes a lot it of makes sense perf- it does mm. perfect sense yeah so I have I have a question about tea as a way of life so because in America there is no set tea time for us it's just tea is what would you like to drink do you want water coke or tea so we don't have a set tea time so can you tell us more about how tea is a way of life as like a structured part of your day or is it for you all is that something that was 24 7 not just us not just us the British culture yeah it's like everyone everyone offers a cup of tea when you go around their house and stuff yeah I say the the general like routine of it would be you wake up and have a cup of tea Uh uh-huh and then if you yes yeah so it's that nice little like it's how I wake up in the morning is I sit and have a tea and then if you say you were going to work you'd probably go to work and then you'd work for like maybe half an hour and then make tea oh really See, I'm different. I'd make a cup of tea then work Straight half away. an hour and then have another, and then have another one and then you have lunch or you'd probably have one and then you would definitely have one probably around three o'clock-ish because that's when you start to dip okay mm-hmm. then you'd have one when you got home from work to celebrate that you've just got home from work <laughs> <laughs> So how big are these cups of tea? I mean, are they, are they, what, 12 ounces? Yeah, our mugs, I think our mugs as a standard is 250 ml. So like the size of a can of Coke. Okay, 12 ounces. Maybe a little bit bigger than that. Yeah. A little bit bigger, yeah. But we've got mugs in our cupboard that are insanely big. And then some that are like really tiny. Yeah. So it just depends on your mood. So that's, that's what I, I mean, we are a little bit extreme in how much tea we drink. Oh, we are, yeah. But I mean, my friend Charlotte, I think holds the record for a person that 
I've seen the most drink the most tea mm. out of everybody and she yeah. will drink one how many did she say she has probably about 10 <laughs> cups wow. a day so is that the only um, thing that you drink then is that like your beverage so of wondering. choice yeah yeah I'd say that's the go-to for like comfort yeah just to have something on the go I think honest to god in our house we have a constant cup of tea on the go so like when we when we finish one it's about 10 minutes past the other person's like shall I get on shall we have another cup of tea and we just get another one going it's that little moment to see who who asks first (laughs) (laughs) cheekily finds a way of making the other person make you a cup of tea (laughs) is the way to go it might not have tea and water really I think it might not be the same type of tea each time yeah mix it up like, i can't we keep squash in the house because if children come around they'd have squash mm-hmm. um, now explain but, what that is because you said that in another episode oh, yeah. that, that squash is not what we think squash is no so it's it's like a cordial do you have cordial so it's like a concentrated juice that you put yeah. in a little bit in the glass like, and then top up with water teeny tiny. Yeah. i don't think we do it, that uh, it's no. like our like our go-to child drink is squash. So it's you get orange flavor of that. It's loads of sugar, but it's really really small, yeah, and then it, it dilutes. If you ever visit the UK, don't drink it straight because no. it's like horrible. <laughs> Which I've sugar. met Americans who did. So when I went to university in the first year, some Americans came over for a term, and they were sat there like, "There's something wrong." I can't do the accent. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <It's> okay, <laughs> you can try. <laughs> I went to do it. I was like, "I'm with actual Americans." No, go ahead. It's okay. Please do it. Please do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, there's something wrong with your orange juice. What are you doing? Put the squash down. Step away. That sounds maybe like Kool-Aid. Candy, do you think it's like our Kool-Aid? I think it's the little squirt stuff where you just get like a bottle of water and you squirt those little things in it. Maybe? I think that's probably what it is. Just a flavoring. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah, that is pretty much yeah, it. It's a flavoring, flavoring. that's packed with the sugar in it. Yeah, so we, yeah, just have that really for the kids. But if you go around someone's house, you would just say, do you want a cup of tea? You wouldn't even bother going through <laughs> any assume. other options. So what, how old before the kids start switching to tea? Like what's the typical age? Well, we have two examples examples here yeah very different ages I've been drinking tea since I was about four years old Mm. so like just drinking it uh, I used to like it really milky when I was yeah. little, but um, as I've gotten older, I'm like less and less milk. But you came into it late, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't drink tea till I was about 18, which is appalling. In the UK. In the, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and it, it was mostly just because I, I felt like I needed to be polite because I'd just gone to university and my housemate was from Yorkshire and she turned around, she, oh, do you want a cup of tea? And I was like, oh, I couldn't say no. <laughs> I, to, I must be friends with you. And she's That's now right. one of my best friends. So I was like, okay. And then sort of put loads of sugar in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I used to just drink hot chocolate really and that was mm. that was it on, on the hot drink for, I didn't even really like coffee oh, um, I don't like coffee do you like coffee candy I drink the foo-foo drinks I do the caramel macchiatos oh okay mm-hmm. yes oh. coffee like that's the... pretending not to be coffee exactly <laughs> yeah. yes. I like the smell of coffee but I don't like the taste of which is mm. why I always kind of preferred the tea drinks do you guys drink a lot of water there or no yeah I yeah, drink yeah. quite a bit of water because yeah. it is I mean especially the caffeinated tea it's I don't think it's particularly hydrating it's funny we're sat here right now like in our office right on our desk is a can of coffee and a yeah. bottle of water yeah <laughs> we've got so. the, the full spectrum of beverages <laughs> right here yeah i'm trying to think if if we are the norm in how much I don't think I don't think I don't think we are I think we're like a little bit the higher end of the spectrum of well it's kind of part of your day job too yeah (laughs) it's all yeah yeah, for research purposes I must drink I work work from home as well so I'm like constantly got the kettle on and yeah it's a funny thing and it's something that a lot of different cultures have like not necessarily a black tea but like this this culture of of sharing tea and Mm -hmm. and that being an automatic thing and I think we we don't really think of it as being something interesting that much just because well, until, until someone asks, until someone asks one, about it and then want, you if someone asks you for a tea yeah then it's, really interesting. it's one of the like oh, yeah, I, I was talking to a friend the other day and she's married an, an American man and she some of his family came over and one of them very excitedly was like oh I know I know all this about tea and I want to talk to you about it and she was like oh I, you know it's just tea <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's because like everyone drinks just one type everyone drinks what you're drinking Ashley which is an an English breakfast tea that's just pretty much Mm -hmm. what everyone has and it's not as common to go down and enjoy all the many 
varieties that are mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to, since we started this show, I've been trying to kind of expand it because sometimes we'll mention what we're drinking in the show. So I don't want it to always be the same thing, but with my limited taste, you know, I'm trying to find other things that I can drink. And I've, I've found a few other ones that I really like that have been fun to explore, but listening to yours, I'm like, wow, there's so much more that I could be drinking. So I'm going to try mm-hmm. to even expand more and, you know, try maybe to get away from the sodas. Um, maybe next time we're in the, the tea shops here in our city. We'll have to find find some well, like we'll keep you yeah. in mind yeah, yeah. We'll see if we can find anything I there's many shops here yeah yeah we're really spoiled in Norwich for tea merchants and it's such a variety so there's like a new one that's opened recently that are specific very very good flavors so they're mm. kind of renowned for their really delicious tasting teas and their blends and mm. then at the other side of it there's a market store we've got that do really high quality sort of single estate style tea but it's really affordable because they don't go in for fancy packaging and like you know everything comes in a brown bag with a stamp on it but it's just really good tea so Uh you've got like the whole the whole realm of teas here do you guys prefer loose leaf or the like a tea bag bag, so yeah a tea bag will be like how tea comes in general like everyone just buys pg tips or yorkshire tea here i prefer the bags yeah it's 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 convenient if i I was having anything other than like a just a what we would consider a normal cup of tea then i'd probably probably prefer a loose leaf so here's what this is a sachet here is this what it looks like for you guys this is yeah yeah Yeah, but not all of them look like that (laughs) this is not what they all look like here this is this is a fancier brand normally what they'll look like is i'm gonna open this decaf they're kind of like a paper yeah i think they taste better in the sachet but i cannot find english breakfast in a sachet i would love that usually what they look like is this yeah yeah oh yeah yeah tea bag as we yeah Yeah. (laughs) in my opinion what i'd say is one of the most popular brands of tea here would be Yorkshire Mm-hmm. for just like a household tea and that just comes in a flat square tea bag but it's kind of like one of those if it ain't broke why fix it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> things everyone gets very like that's I a, remember pro- that a property there's so. a brand in the UK I don't know if you get it over there called PG Tips uh-huh. and I remember I remember being a kid back in the day when they had their advert came on and it was like they were chain- they had the square tea bag and then it moulded into the pyramid shape like you said yeah. and it was like it allows the leaves to swirl around I just remember this being this, like revolutionary tea bag and then <laughs> yeah. it was like oh we have to to get those and it's iconic yeah. now for them isn't it mm-hmm. yeah they haven't changed but we researched that they're not as good it's because they changed what they're made out of so they've switched uh, it to it which is good a, a more biodegradable oh, yes i remember you all mm. talking about this in one of the episodes but it just biodegrades in the yeah it's, it's breaking you know? <laughs> <laughs> there's just tea leaves everywhere so they're gonna have to sort that out quite quickly <laughs> first i have to tell you this i auditioned for a play last night agatha christie witness of the prosecution and i listened yeah. to you before i went because i had to do a british accent so (laughs) I was like I'll get this back in my head I wanted to ask you've been doing your podcast since 2018 and I know that you guys have your flavors that you've mentioned that you really like that you know kind of your standbys but when you think about all the flavors you've covered over all of these episodes is there kind of a a standout or a fun one that pops to mind I always say milk goolong that came to mind because that I I think that's the that's the tea that I've found so far that has just made me go wow how does that actually exist in nature so milk oolong is a tea that tastes like milk and it is just so the same tea leaves that are used in the teas that both of you are currently drinking are the exact same tea leaves in this tea but because of the altitude that it's grown at and the way it's cultivated it tastes like milk and it's really maybe that is ashley's answer maybe oh my gosh ashley yes this is is this this is your Milk it's got no milk. milk so you do have to be careful where you get it from because sometimes people buy a cheaper variety and they add milk flavoring okay to kind of cheat and that i imagine would have dairy in but a pure milk oolong Ooh, will taste God. like milk with absolutely no dairy it is just purely tea leaves and i just i just thought that was yeah, mad that but... one and weirdly enough the rudolph one jumped to my mind oh that was so fun that was such a cute doubted it yeah so that was much, one of my favorite episodes of yours was the christmas tea showdown that's one of the first ones i listened to and i said candy we have to have them on our show this is <laughs> yeah. so cute 
<laughs> we had so much fun trying all those teas. Yeah. Well, we doubted the Rudolph. We did. We were, like, we were mocking it, and then we drank mm-hmm. it. And it was like I think it won. It was like the best. Yeah, one. I think it. I think it did too. Rudolph. You'll have to listen to our episode because we did a whole episode on Rudolph and the story behind Rudolph. Oh. So you can listen to our episode on Rudolph while drinking your Rudolph tea, and you'll feel very immersed. I am up that. for a bit of Christmas in March. I really am. I'm a big Christmas fan. (laughs) Do you guys have like a a favorite quote about tea? Is there something that somebody said once that you said that really encapsulates what tea really means to me? Oh, I don't know if I do. There was one really famous one, but I can't think of it now. The C.S. Lewis one? There's no cup of tea big enough or a book long enough to satisfy me? Yes, that's brilliant. And so true. It is so, so true. Like I I realized earlier, I'm at my most happiest when I've got, yeah, good teas in the company. <laughs> oh, God, how shocking and a good set so I put all the books I want to read underneath my lamp so when that's yes. at a good height and I know that like it doesn't matter how fast I read the book that I'm reading at the moment there's like there's loads to come mm-hmm. and it's just it's a lovely satisfying feeling it really is that's one of my favorite things to do in the morning is I have these books that I read these devotionals that I read and I drink my cup of tea and then night I don't get to do this as often as I would like but I have this library area because again I'm obsessed with British stuff so I tried to make it look as much like a British library or my idea of one and it's where Candy and I record so I have all these little twinkly lights and it's a bookcase and the 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 walls are like this red color and I like to sit in the armchair and turn on the twinkly lights when it's dark and put my cup of tea and then have my little book and have my cat come in there and sit with me and I'm like this is it this is my yeah my little cat Scotty (laughs) (laughs) Scotty Scotty visits us quite often and Henry visits us Mm -hmm. very often but Scotty's the one that's the most vocal he was actually crying outside the door earlier so I'm surprised you didn't hear him because I locked him out (laughs) well if it makes you feel any better in our living room we have a bookcase full of books and we have our twinkly lights I will send you guys a picture later of what it looks like that would be, I'd love a library home. that would just be oh, it's in not. my head it would need to look like the Beauty and the Beast one <laughs> that's it that's what I wanted to look like that was yes. my because when Beauty and the Beast came out I was about 11 years old and so when that ballroom scene happened and that thing I was like this is it this is this is like mm-hmm. the epitome of I could just die and go to heaven right now it was yes. the ultimate in technology and all that and I got to go to Disney Disney World um, shortly after they made the Beauty and the Beast room I walked in there I was I think 29 30 years old and I was like this is it I'm in the ballroom. It's a dream come true. Made it. I'm here. Yes. I want to hear you and Jack talk about Jurassic Park. Oh, you want to skip straight to that? Okay. I I would like to hear this. Okay. Oh, Jurassic Park. (laughs) Well, there's actually uh, just to say, there's certain things I can't talk about. There is certain things. I'm currently in the middle of working on the next one, the next movie. So you're working on the event. You? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. I work on the marketing for those movies for the new Jurassic World movies. So. I'm actually under NDA for the Dominion. (laughs) I cannot believe this. This is, I'm going to, I'm going to tear up a little bit right now. This is amazing. (laughs) I did not even know you were a part of that. Yeah. I've been quite tight lipped on that, but like, yeah, I did the marketing for Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom the last Yeah. So what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, Okay. Well, to cut a long story short and try and get it into a nutshell. It's pretty cool. (laughs) You don't have to cut any long story short with me. Like, tell me everything. So (laughs) I was, I've been a fan since I was four years old. And then in about 2014, me and a guy called Tim Glover, who lives in Australia, both fans, we met up online. And the new film was announced, Jurassic World, and it was about the open theme park, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and then we came up with this idea of making a website for the company who owns the theme park like an in-universe yes well they own InGen, but it's like a company called Maserani yes, yes, and, uh, yes we Maserani, made a web yeah. yeah we made a website that was like the in-universe corporate website for the company who owned the theme park uh, just as a fan project yeah yeah and then it got its way onto the into the director's view and he was like hire these fans so oh. then we actually worked with Universal to make the real website of this like company who owns it and then wrote loads of backstory and then the next oh, film they brought us back because there's like the volcano's going to make all the dinosaurs extinct yes and so we made the this website called the dinosaur protection group website where you can go on and like it's like an activist website website. i think i I I joined the facebook group too the dinosaur protection agency that facebook group after that after that movie well we built that website i wrote the content we made videos for it worked with the actors we went to the set and stuff it was really cool that's amazing 
amazing. Did you work yeah. on the, the ride at Universal 2? Did you do any of that? No, but okay. the, they updated Jurassic Park, the ride to Jurassic World. And I know uh -huh. some of the things we wrote are on like the queue videos. Did you know stuff, you can so... go to YouTube wow. and watch that ride? Like a, yeah, yeah, a first I've done person? It many times. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, I have too. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm a big amazing. fan. So You're a very big, I had no idea how much Jurassic Park would be in my life. That's amazing. <laughs> I met Jack. Okay, so we won't, I will not ask you to divulge any, any secrets of whatever you cannot talk about, but what's been the coolest part of this job then? Meeting the people or just reliving your childhood or what would you say? The simplest answer I can give and shortest is just the feeling of like, I look back in hindsight of me being a kid growing up watching these movies and never yes. in my life would I know that I would then write stuff because I'm a storyteller. I love telling yeah. stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I like the fact that I wrote stuff that has changed the way fans see that world. That's amazing. So like to, to know that I'm like, I'm part of Jurassic history is like yes. crazy. Yeah. That is amazing. But I'm sort of doing it behind the curtain because I always said to you when I was, when we first were, you know, dating, like my dream job at the time was to be like a script writer. So I like the idea of like going down the red carpet of a movie premiere and everyone's talking to the actors and the directors and everyone who's like that. But the person who's made it all happen happen who wrote the script that sticks it is the person who like no one really knows who just yes. is there like the puppet master kind of what's happened with Jurassic is like not many people like I know the fans know who I am because they think you know it's all very public in their eyes the deep yeah. fans but like many of the public yeah. don't know so I see kids walk in the city and they've got Jurassic Park shirts on and I just want to stop and tell them but they have no idea except my uh, youngest nephew who is Jurassic yes. obsessed and he knows oh, everything mm. not that I've told him secrets but like he knows everything about Jurassic. He's always like, I can't wait for the new movie. Yeah. Jack. When's it coming out? Yeah. <laughs> it's also what I feel about the script. The script writer and I think the editor are the two people mm -hmm. that if they do their job correctly, you don't notice them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Good job, you. <laughs> Thank you. How old were you when you saw it then? The first one? Four? Four years old. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. really too young to watch that film. <laughs> My mom took me to the yeah. cinema. My nan took my younger sister to this park for two hours and mum took me. And I, I remember the Jeep scene when the T-Rex chases uh, the Jeep. I can even visualize how I saw it when I was yeah. a kid. But yeah. that's it, really. Wow. You know, yeah. it took me until like a couple of years ago before I would open my eyes when the T-Rex gets the guy on the toilet. I just always <laughs> close my eyes at that scene because it's, you know, I was like, I don't want to see this. I saw it when I was 12. 93, it came out in 93, June of 93. So I've been 13. So that's yeah. when I first saw it. And I remember being the exact same age as the little girl in the film. Hmm. So Lex and I were the were the same age. And I thought every time I watched it, I'm like, I couldn't handle this because I remember reading, you can tell me if this is wrong or not, but I remember reading that when the windshield broke, that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, the, no, it wasn't. Yeah. It shattered and their like terror is real. And I thought she quit movies after this. And I don't blame her because to me it had been like, <laughs> no, this is done. I'm done. I have a theory, and you do not have to. Don't tell me if I'm right or not, because I know you can't, but I'm going to say it. I think I put my poker face on. <laughs> I think that Lex and um, Tim are in this one because I've noticed I follow Ariana and I've noticed she started to do a little bit more on her Instagram and she started to hashtag Jurassic Park. And I'm like, hmm, because she's an artist now. She paints oil paintings, but now she started to beef up her Jurassic Park things. So I'm like, I want well, just a, uh, yeah, I've spoken to Ariana because uh, Rich is the <sighs> lady who played because before being on Jurassic, I was part of a Jurassic Park podcast it was called Jurassic Cast because we would interview all the cast members that's amazing so, so and that's not going anymore even though I still work with all the guys who are in that podcast now work on Jurassic with me so we're okay. all part of the same team our thing was interviewing the director of the Jurassic World was yeah. the first time he ever spoke to anyone about his uh, position on this movie that's because so. you tweeted him yeah I, dr <laughs> I drunk tweeted him <laughs> that's, how, that's how I got him on the podcast so I was just like no spoilers but why do you want to direct Jurassic come talk and he was like yeah I'll come on he hadn't spoken to anyone else like no magazines wow. or tv why do you and think he picked you that, he just liked your drunk tweet <laughs> because he knew that how passionate the fans were because between Jurassic Park 3 and Jurassic World there's like 14 years so we've yeah. been waiting a very long time yeah. for the next movie so he wanted to give the scoop to the fans themselves and I just happened to be the person the who, one who asked the one who asked <laughs> yeah right place right time but it is, then we it. used that as a springboard to be like yeah we we want we've talked to Laura Dern blah 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 just Lied. And then, <laughs> and then cast members would come on board based on that lie. But then did we you did get talk to, talk to them, to and then we built up all of them. Like you talked to Sam Neill, and no, no, the bit, oh. the big, big ones. We nearly got Jeff Goldblum, but we, we got a lot. We got a lot of the bit 
part actors, which were the funniest stories. But we got we got loads of the like big actors in in the films, like you know, uh, Mar- the lawyer, the guy who got eaten on the toilet. We spoke yes. to Martin Ferrero. We talked to yes. him. We talked to I could go for a more Richard Schiff from The Lost World. Uh, I could name so many of them. <laughs> that's outstanding. Uh, I'm sorry, him. Emma. Jack is now my favorite. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. <laughs> the, the Jurassic love is a pure love. It's... <laughs> it, is a, it is a pure love. I didn't even know that. But it is outstanding how you can just you ask the right question at the right time and a lot of times they'll say yes I've been trying to work up the courage to message Ariana on Instagram be like I don't I you have to hit that sweet spot of not sounding like an insane person but also letting them know that your affection is real and like I would really just love to speak to you and Candy and I are going to do I talked her into basically doing an episode in June where our theme is going to be Jurassic June because the new film is coming out and I was like Candy we have to do an episode in June about Jurassic Park I was in my head thinking gosh I would love to have somebody from the cast be a guest on our show and I was like how's that gonna happen how's that gonna happen well Jack maybe you can like tell me how I can make that happen or you could be <laughs> ask, my guest ask yeah I just ask that's what we did so how do you say to someone I'm not crazy I just really <laughs> you've been a part of my life and I would love to be able to speak to you so that's that's the the email I'm trying to brew up in my head yeah just make it cool and casual is the way I say and just yeah you know, I'm not a cool if person, you don't Jack. ask you don't you don't get it's you know <laughs> the worst that will happen is that you're in the exact same situation right. where you haven't spoken to her yet so right it's right worth trying you know this about me that's what I do all that the is time. what that's like Jack's <laughs> like just, I just I just I'm just so ask. cheeky just you are super I'll cheeky I'm so not care. cheeky you have to be like <laughs> cheeky for the both of us because I just I'm like, oh no yeah. <laughs> all these things that you guys cool. are doing at home how do you manage having a little one too, right? Because you have a daughter, yeah. Daphne, that's how old? Like three yeah, she's one and a half. Oh, one and a half. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah. how do you make that work? So we we had her, I went back to work for like two months and then it just didn't, it was, we were exhausted, weren't we? I loved being a mom. And I love, yeah. You know, it, it takes people in different ways, doesn't it? And there is no right way. Mm-hmm. Some people mm-hmm. need to go back to work and provide in that sense. And some people have to go back to work and provide and it just so happened that our situation felt like we were playing rugby with her like I'd come home and Jack was throwing with the baby and he'd get to work and it was yeah, just it was yeah. just like that and we went on holiday and and decided that wasn't that wasn't working for us so now I'm I'm basically a, a you know stay-at-home mum but I do other little bits like I do music and I do my podcast and you work full-time but from home so found our groove <laughs> found we? our groove for now yeah touch wood that it lasts because yeah. we're, we're in a really sweet spot it's nice it's really nice I think with everything that's happened in the past couple of years it kind of reprioritizes with with everybody what's important and money doesn't usually sit top of that list (laughs) I think once once, yeah you take everything into account and I think people's working habits and everything have completely changed now because so many people have realized that actually they can work from home and they can be very productive at home and that sort Mm -hmm. of thing well I I do music as as my like main income I heard that you did that do you write do you write for different people or what is your what do you mean when you say I do music? Um, so I, I sing and play guitar. So I do oh. folk and country music. Getting into American country music. Yeah, right it's a so new love. It's a like new love. British, uh, you know. Yes. I have always loved Dolly Parton. I think she is. To, so, we, you know, talking about celebrities and fangirling, I think I would just fall down. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you met Dolly Parton. Oh my goodness. If I, if I ever meet Dolly, my husband loved Dolly Parton as well. So I will, I will be like, if I ever speak to her, I'll be like, listen, I got this girl that really needs to talk to you. So yes. I'll, if I ever have an opportunity, not that I ever will, yes. but if it, you never know, <laughs> yeah. I may, I will, I will hook you up. Can you sing yeah. like her? I can't sing like her, but I do sing her songs. Uh, I'm curious, Emma, how do you put your music out? Uh, do you perform live? Yeah, I'm, I'm much more of a live performer than a record. So I, I play in a folk duo called Patchwork Skies uh, and we've got an EP pretty. from like a few years. I can't remember how long ago it was. It must be nearly a decade. Yeah, it was a long time ago that we brought that, but I still play with Charlie. Um, I'm actually playing with her this weekend I'm going to Somerset and we've got a gig but I haven't recorded anything like I do write my own music but I haven't That's recorded awesome. anything for a while and I, I like playing live because then you can kind of feed off the people the you're playing in front of yeah. and I'm not a perfect guitarist and I'm not a perfect singer so when you mess up a little bit and it's live you can kind of like carry it off with your chat um, right. but when you're recording it's like this glaring sound of like, oh <laughs> 
but you, you know, always even like listening to the podcast, I, I yeah, there is the magic of editing. There is yeah. the magic, yeah. Probably because I'm just quite inexperienced in it. I don't fully understand everything I can do with it. Mm-hmm. So I do need to like record more. But yeah, at the moment I just, you know, I'll play in pubs. <laughs> That's what I do with music at the moment. That's great. I love that. Yeah. yeah. If you have anything that you want us to share or put out where people oh, can thank you. We'll put it, we'll put it. I'm gonna make a note that I remember to follow up on that. Oh, thank you so much. Do you guys have any questions for us about American culture? Well, do you say sweet tea? Yes, yes. <laughs> is that a thing? Uh, in my oh, head, yes. that's what everyone drinks all the time. <laughs> it depends. Again, if you are in the North, no, it's mm-hmm. unsweet tea. But I think from Kentucky down, if you say, can I have some tea? It is like, it is sweet tea. It is like, it could stand, you could take it out of the cup and it could stand on its own. <laughs> it is syrupy, sugary, sweet tea. The sweet Is that because better. of the heat? Is there a difference in the sun, the temperature? I don't know. That, I'd, I'd have to look that up why we do sweet tea, but it's just a lot of sugar. It's, yeah. Southern people just love sugar and comfort food. It could be the heat, you know, and we use ice in all of the beverages here and, and everything for, at least in Kentucky, I don't know about other places, but if you say, what would you like to drink? And if you say a Coke, you don't mean a Coke. You just mean a soda, a soft drink, mm-hmm. a soft drink. Oh yeah. yeah like if I yeah. want a diet Coke, I'll say, I'm going to go get a Coke. Yeah. But then I'll, oh, you yeah. would, oh, but I'll, have to spe- I'll have to specify to like the waiter. If I'm at a, yeah. a yeah. restaurant, I would have to say diet Coke, but yeah. So you if just you're going of, to get a Tango or Fanta. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. No, it Coke. For us, would be Coca Cola or yeah. Pepsi. If you go to a restaurant and you say, they say, what do you want to drink? You go, can I have a Coke? They will always say, is Pepsi okay? Because they know that you're just saying, I just want brown liquid that's carbonated. Yes. And yes. sometimes you go, no, <laughs> I don't want a Pepsi. I say Coke. Or you'll you'll specify Sprite. But if you want a Coke, it's just give me the brown carbonated. Give me the brown liquid with the give fizz. me the brown carbonated liquid <laughs> with the fizz that makes me go, mm. yeah, that stuff. That's I always find it fascinating when. And we say things like what you just said. You're like like a tango, and I saw both of your faces go. What, go, what is a tango? <laughs> we just sort of yeah, went. You know when you've been tangoed. No. It's basically a Fanta, like an orange. Okay. Yeah, but we orange. also have Fanta. It's just a different. I brand. thought Tango was American. No, no, I don't know where Tango is, but it's. I love it. I love all the little rich. like. There's so many little things that are so yeah. different, like pants. It will make me giggle until the end of time that you pants? say pants. <laughs> yeah, what should we say? <laughs> <laughs> trousers pants for us is your underwear <laughs> and it's, oh, oh, <laughs> really? oh that's yeah, funny and it does it does make me good so we would say trousers or jeans yeah that one makes me laugh and then you say eggplant and we say aubergine yeah, and then i had an american one yeah an american once went what's an aubergine <laughs> <I've never heard laughs> that's that an word. <laughs> no i've never heard of that either we'd say eggplant and biscuits what so what what would you say is a biscuit how would you describe it it's the thing you eat for breakfast that you put your butter and jelly it's in dough. it's just this little yeah it's not little, a cookie it's like a fluffy it, it rises it has flour yeast. and yeah. yeast yes that's a biscuit but it's not it's not bread well i mean yeah. it's it's bread like a yeah. type yeah. of bread mm-hmm. what is can, a biscuit for you all is it a cookie well, cookie yeah but yeah. a cookie is a cookie a cookie is a biscuit but it's a specific type of biscuit <laughs> yeah what the cookie, cookie monster yeah. eats that's a cookie for us a biscuit would be like a digestive or like a custard cream or a bourbon a pastry no no so no. they're like hard like a hard cookie something that if yeah. you broke it it would snap yeah, yeah so like that would that. be a biscuit yeah. so i remember seeing something that said like it had biscuits and gravy and i was really confused like why would yes. you why would you do that <laughs> usually tall butter flaky. or jelly mm-hmm. flaky yes that's a good oh, like a scone yeah it's scone sounds like, like a yeah, scone. scone it's more bready than a scone more, no there's no sweetness in it i'm interested yeah. next time we go to the u.s just to ask for a biscuit and see what yeah <laughs> you should order one biscuit <laughs> you need to go to cracker barrel so the restaurant mm. for the u.s you need to go to cracker barrel or bob evans one of those two places and say give me the most american meal you got yeah <laughs> see what you, you'll probably go what is this stuff but biscuits and gravy is very popular in the south oh. so what does your mcdonald's serve for breakfast if they don't do egg bacon cheese biscuits Biscuit. do they we, we ah have... that's what i had this oh, morning yeah we have a mcmuffin okay a we have McMuffin. The, we've got mcmuffins too because we have two types of muffin you've got the muffin the savory muffin and then the muffin that's basically a cake like a cupcake, like a cupcake. here's a picture of one can you see that that's a bis- that's a that's a savory scone yeah that's a scone, that's a scone. That's 
Yeah. That's yeah. called really. Yeah. Or Scone, or okay. Or Scone, yeah, depending which which way you're you talking ask. to. Oh, okay. This is solving this is solving That's a mystery. A other it's, it's other Americans are gonna listen to me and Candy and go, this is not representing us at all. Yes. <laughs> I'm worried about the same thing. I'm gonna be like, oh, God's sake, why did you bring up pants? <laughs> If I've got my uh, Americana correct, yeah. okay. jelly in America is a uh, jello. Oh, yes, jello. Oh, we have jello. Yeah, yeah we that's do have jelly. Jello, but it's oh, like jelly. The, okay. That's like oh, that's the, the what... wibbly oh. stuff you put in the fridge after you let correct. it set. And it's like, yeah, that is yes. jello. That's called jello yes. over there. Yeah. Yes. Do you add fruit or do you just make it straight? Uh, you can add Either, fruit yeah. or you can add oh, what they're called, madelines, little kind of soft biscuits. And no one, does anyone like them in a trifle? They're weird. Like everyone, if someone makes a traditional trifle, they'll put the little madelines in, and it's like they get all soggy from the jelly. I don't know anyone who actually jelly. likes them, but everyone puts them in. I don't even know what they are. One of my little bugbears. I, <laughs> I love that you just say that. They don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> God, I'm a ramble. It's okay. Oh, no. The technology needs to get to the point where we can like just pass some food through. The right. Try. Yeah. It'd be amazing. That would be very, would be very good. good. Okay, so Emma, you can participate as well, but Jack. Coming back to the Jurassic Park thing, you blew my mind with that other stuff earlier. I just, I lost all senses. It took me a while to come back to it. So I have brought all the tea flavors that I have. I'm going to hold one up and you tell me what character from the film you think would drink this tea. So I wrote down my choices for the dinosaurs, but we can talk through the characters. So I'm going to hold up my first one. This is called, it's Twinnings of London, Focus. It's ginseng. It's mango and pineapple flavored herbal tea. Who do you think would drink this? Uh, Nedry, the computer guy. Mm. Oh, he needs to focus. Uh, and also he wears that Hawaiian shirt. That's what I was oh. thinking of. And he's oh. uh, when he's in the calf in Costa Rica. So it's like, okay, quite... I'm going to write that down. That's I good. like that choice. That's Nedry, good. focus. Like so the fruity. dinosaur. Yeah, strong choice. The dinosaur that I picked actually goes with Nedry. It's the Lapasaurus. Yeah. The one that kills him. The... Yeah, yeah, the one that kills him because that's a, that's a focus. It's like. See, they, just, mm. just take note of that. Emma had to go, was that the one that's like this? <laughs> <laughs> but like, you also knew what she meant. <laughs> yes, but she, but you don't you you're not soaking in the name, so no, I, ha- I haven't taught you well enough. I've got you. He's the one that he's the one that says Dotson. We got Dotson here. Yeah, we got Dotson. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> okay, this one's called Energize cranberry and lime flavored green tea. I'm gonna say Alan Grant. Gee, really? Because he's well, he's bitter. His character, he's bitter. Uh-huh. And if you overbrew that, it gets very bitter, right? Okay. It's a green tea. All right. All right, I, like I would I would have said Ian Malcolm. No. Because of the Malcolm Savvy. I've got my savvy here. enough to drink a green tea and know how to brew it, correct? <laughs> that's, that's a good Emma's got a good argument. So the dinosaur that I picked for energize was the Velociraptor. Yeah. yeah. So they got a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one is called Comfort. Supports joint health. Turmeric, if I said that right. Coconut and ginger flavored herbal tea Comfort. i'm gonna say ellie sattler yeah yeah it's herbal Comfort. and she's a she's a paleobotanist yeah yeah so she, she likes, likes the plants, plants. <laughs> yeah exactly mm. I picked the Brachiosaurus for comfort. Yeah, make me very happy. They comfort me, yeah. except for that one scene. That was not that was not comforting to me. That that, that the, really traumatized me. Oh, the one this, from the last yes, movie. Yes. <gasps> oh. I yes. want you to talk to them, Jack, and have them strike that from the record that she actually survived. I bought a little plastic dinosaur, and I said, you know what? Her name's Gertrude. She survived. She moved to France, and she became a model. So that, <laughs> that's now canon. King Kong came through. He pulled her out. It's whatever we need. <laughs> <laughs> make her survive that's what happened in my head i'll skip through that part okay now we have english <laughs> breakfast my favorite well that's got john I hammond well i picked this for alan grant because ah, i felt like he was see, a sturdy kind of a builder's tea kind of guy that was my yeah favorite. Uh, no. I, i'd say alan as well i would disagree I see, oh, I actually no i'm gonna change my answer oh. there actually oh, okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna say, uh muldoon but muldoon because he's british he's british yes, right? yes. and he's sturdy like you said so yes. there you go I agree with that one. Mm -hmm. English breakfast. I loved Muldoon. He was one of my favorites. I was so sad that he died because he doesn't die in the book. No, no. And it's sad that the actor passed away as well. Because Bob Peck was such Mm. a good actor. (laughs) What does he say? They're lethal at nine months. And I do mean lethal. I like (laughs) And I do mean lethal. Okay. (laughs) Now, this I think is the one I had actually picked for Ellie. But perfect peach. Oh, (laughs) oh, no. That's Malcolm. That's (laughs) Malcolm. 
that's how he sees himself yeah because he says in the film he's like boy do i hate being right all the time yeah so he, he's right all the time he's mm-hmm. the perfect peach. just like a freshly baked peach pie but in a teacup is what it's oh like. oh that yeah. sounds nice yeah that sounds yeah. really good this is bigelow oh for my english breakfast i forgot to tell you for the english breakfast dinosaur i said triceratops mm. rexy because she's a sturdy girl yes and then i for... love triceratops yeah. Perfect Peach was Triceratops. Oh, did mm-hmm. I just say that? I meant Tyrannosaurus. Mm-hmm. Tyrannosaurus yes. was the English breakfast. And yes, because Grant yeah. says that the Triceratops is his favorite. So yeah. Perfect Peach is his favorite. Yeah. We're almost done. I've never conflated teas and dinosaurs. So it's really hard to be this like, no, great. that does not fit. If you think about it, yeah, like it, this, this is, this makes sense. Okay. Now we have Tezo glazed lemon loaf. It's a dessert-worthy tea with tangy notes of lemon and velvety, creamy vanilla. Oh, I was going to say that's got to be the kids because they go back and they eat all those puddings. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tim. I would say Tim because we need to pick something very vegetarian for Lex. So maybe yes. this could be... Tim's yeah. the one eating all the dessert. Tim, yeah. The, human, yeah. the human piece of toast. Although she's vegetarian, but she's trying to eat that jelly and then it all wibbles. Yeah. <laughs> you that. Yeah. Oriental white tea. A blend of delicate white tea buds. Hammond yep. is the Oriental white. Yeah. Because oh, okay. one, he wears all white. And two, oh, yes. mm-hmm. uh, the investors of the park. Oh, no, wait. They never mentioned the investors. Well, they do, but they don't ever go into it. I'm thinking about And the white book, tea and is quite, a, like, can be quite an expensive tea. And he spares mm. no expense. He spares no expense. And he says it at least six times. Oh, here, I know who this can be. This can be the lawyer, the decaf black tea. Because it's really boring. Yeah. And it's just, it's, there's nothing. So we'll make it up. That's lawyer. No arguments there. Okay. Now I've got chamomile herbal. So I think this should be Lex. Yeah. Don't yeah. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Full agreement. Yeah. Although you did shock me when you said chamomile is not a tea in one of your no. episodes. I was yeah. not a tea. It's not. No, every, everything that's actually a, an actual tea has to come from the one day I'll learn how to say it. Camel- Camellia sinensis plant. Mm-hmm, perfect. Uh, it is flawless. <laughs> it's like the dictionary was talking <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't tell the difference i have the charleston breakfast tea so that's american hmm. maybe that's an american bre- what's in an american breakfast tea oh uh, let's see it says mm. ingredients south carolina grown black tea Ooh. i really want to try that yeah I said, uh, this is the one i sent you a link to on ah uh, okay yeah i'm gonna pick jerry harding for that I'm picking that because that sound Jerry Harding's out in the field in that Jeep. Mm-hmm. Oh, Even yeah, though he doesn't know much about the Triceratops, he's out there rugged. That sounds a true American hero. Right <laughs> well, then just tell me your nomination for what would Lewis Dodson drink? Is he a coffee drinker? He's just not even part he's, of it. He's a coffee he's drinker. He's a coffee drinker. He doesn't even get to be in the game. He's just. You know, you know, he's in there. His character's coming back in the new movie. Different actor because Why? the other one's in prison. Uh, what do you do? You don't want to know. This is called Scandal Water. This is probably the right way to talk such scandals. Uh, Yeah, but but when it involves children. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's not not a fun conversation, but safe to say he's not working. He's away. I don't even know if he's free. I don't know. No one cares um, as long as he's... So he was the proper bad guy. Proper bad guy, but they recast him in the new film and uh, and the new guy is really good. Bringing the story full circle. Nice. I wonder if it's going to be more like in the second book where Dotson is the bad guy in the second book have you read the second book of course i've read okay book. i just wanted to make i just wanted to make sure did you see the look he gave you i think i've got a copy of it somewhere but when he gets when he gets eaten by the the baby t-rex and it it's just, horrible it's horrible but i mean it's fitting for his character but it just mm. was i got so grossed out by that it was sarah didn't she she pushed him out from yes. under the truck so she pushed him out from under the truck yep the mommy but they gave a lot of his character traits to the character mills the villain from the last movie if you've in fallen kingdom mills who kills the guy with the pillow if you look mm. at the way he acts and stuff he they they said that like they took a lot of dodson's <laughs> character from the second book and put it into mill yeah, yeah i have not seen that that movie as often because i really that brachiosaurus scene just broke my heart i mean i really loved fallen kingdom but you that was that. i do that just because the director said tall. the director says yes that is the first dinosaur that you see in that in jurassic park you see the first the first beautiful dinosaur that, and that scene always hit me as a kid i loved that scene so much and i love that particular dinosaur and just seeing her 
moaning above the i i (laughs) it was sad it was sad sad. it Mm. just hit me real hard he didn't have to say it was the same one he could have just lied to us no i and there's a talking about scandals in the fandom uh lots of the fans myself included think he was trying to say the same dinosaurs in species not the same exact individual but uh, I believe he's Spanish, the director. So like we he think, is, yeah, we went, to yeah, we went to Madrid to go see the premiere. But like <gasps> the, we think he like lost the translation a bit. So he was like, oh, that's the exact yeah. one. That's the same dinosaur from the first oh. film. And I think we, we think he means the species, not the individual, because one, they actually look different. If you mm-hmm. if you see the models, but that nerdy, you know what the CGI models look like. They look a bit different. So yeah, myself, I don't like to think it's the same one because I think logistically it's not really possible but uh but the same species of course it is yeah yeah right and, right. and plus metaphorically so it's meant sad. to be the same it does the same pose and everything that's still, still really sad just just lie to me and keep that thing yeah. where he's like no no i meant the same species I yeah didn't actually i'll girl. tell you the truth i'll tell you the truth cold hard truth it's just a load of ones and zeros <laughs> on a screen it's, it wasn't alive ever to begin with so they died oh. 65 million years ago actually the brachiosaurus brachiosaurus died actually like 150 50 million years ago. No, no, no. Well, thank you for playing along. That was really fun because I know you guys like to play fun games. So I thought it'd be yeah. kind of a little <laughs> tribute to your to your show. Candy, do you have anything else that you want to? Just to thank you for, for talking with us. It's just been so delightful to meet you and talk with you. I, I just appreciate your giving up your time to do this. Yes. Thank oh, you. thank you and for I inviting hope- us on. Yes, and I hope, Jack, that when we do our Jurassic episode, you will come on and give us tidbits yeah, when you sure. are allowed to. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I have one we- more Jurassic Park question for you. What's your favorite quote from Jurassic Park? Oh, <laughs> space. <laughs> I'm going to be really, really uh, a purist here. Uh-huh. The first book. Yeah. Yes. And it's actually a quote. I can't remember who said the quote, though. It's not a character. It's a quote Crichton put in the first page. Mm. And, it just, and it sums up everything in mm-hmm. one thing. It says, you cannot recall a new life form. So even though it's not a quote from Jurassic Park, it's in the book. And it's like mm-hmm. sums up everything. He used it as like a preface for like what you're about to read. It's so. very good. It's good. But if I had to it's pick good. a movie, it's got to be Life Finds a Way. Yeah. Life Finds a Way. Yeah. Mm. I had a theory for a long time that you could apply almost every situation to a quote from Jurassic Park like you know like yeah. hold on to your butts life finds a way clever girl <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right? and he yes. did you notice that he said hold on to your butts in kong skull island yeah he yeah. says as usual hold on to your butts it's like yeah. come, on, <laughs> come on you just giving yeah. us little fans well service. if you if you ever got um you know if i'm ever free and you're doing your monster things so yeah yes. i'll be more than happy to come on and chat more, more monsters I'm absolutely candy are you yeah. good with that like let's absolutely just, yeah come on yeah. and we'll we'll just regal candy because usually format is candy does the meat and potatoes and i'm like the side dish and the dessert where i put in all the trivia <laughs> and, the, and the quotes and stuff so it sounds like you and i would be pretty good tag teaming the the fun stuff you be the meat i'll be the potatoes nice <laughs> <laughs> Well, Emma and Jack, thank you guys so much for appearing on the show. It has been a very delightful hour with you two. And please tell us where everybody can listen to you guys. Yeah, so you can search our podcast, Pod of Tea. We're on Podbean. Mm -hmm. And we're also on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. So I think, yeah, most of the places where you would listen to one, if if you search us, we should come up. (laughs) Okay, and I'll be sure to put that in the show notes. So thank Thank you guys very much. And hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. That was Emma and Jack. What do you think, Candy? I just adore them. They were so fun to talk to. I just love that. I think, I don't know if I said it in the interview that you guys heard, but at some point I remember saying to them that they are, to me, they are like that warm cup of tea. They're just... exactly what I think that it should be friendly and warm and kind and all all things good in a cup but surprising too like you know sometimes I think about tea as being like kind of predictable and comfortable they were so surprising like I went into it thinking we were only going to talk about tea which was the I mean I love talking about that that was wonderful but then there were all these surprises when we found out about Jack's background when we found out about Emma's musical career I mean all of these things so many surprises they were the spice in the tea that that was the there spice. you go that was yeah. the spice in the tea or the cinnamon in the tea that was that was really cool that was very unexpected oh you were beyond excited about
I was, I was connection. My (laughs) neck is still a little bit red because when he said that he worked on the episodes, I was like, wait, I had a little tear come to my eye and I got really embarrassed. I thought you were going to explode like at one point. I was so I was both embarrassed by how excited I was and just really excited. I was like, I want to talk to you forever now. Look, my eyes are tearing up again. Yeah, so cool. I mean, what are the odds? We had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah. But it just goes with my theory. There's something about Jurassic Park in almost every day. And you were prepared with your delightful game. So, so there you go. I mean, and you had no idea me. that you were talking to quite that expert. I you know, know. That, but I know. Yes, yeah. but that was really cool. I really enjoyed it. And and I hope that maybe we've, maybe we've forged a relationship and we can, you know, you and I have some plans for the future that maybe Jack would fit into really, really well. And Emma too, if she would like Emma to, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Boy, does she know her tea? Yes, she, she does. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That was wonderful. Well, I think it's obvious who we're going to cheers at the end of this episode. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Alan Grant. No, <laughs> we are going to cheers Emma and Jack and everybody, please be sure to check out their podcast, which is pod of t p-o-d pod like podcast of t and you can find it on podbean and i will have all of the links to her show and everything about them in the show notes so to emma and jack thank you guys so much for an absolutely delightful hour of conversation you all are wonderful ditto to that cheers cheers this episode of scandal water was executive produced by candy thomas that's me and ashley raymer brown that's me It was researched and written by Candy Thomas and edited by Ashley Raymer Brown. All music was written, composed, performed, and mixed by Josh Martin. The artwork was designed by Matt C. Adams, while our website was developed by Joshua Reith. If you like what you hear and you want to help keep the scandal water brewing, please go to our website, scandalwaterpodcast.com. Just click on your podcatcher of choice, then hit follow to subscribe. And while you're there, you might as well leave us a five-star rating and review. Don't forget, it's always more fun when you share your tea with others. As a reminder, this podcast is purely for entertainment purposes. The thoughts and opinions of the host during each episode of Scandal Water are their own and do not reflect the opinions of any future guests, advertisers, or clearly professional psychologists. Thanks for listening.